Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And welcome to another episode of the Half Hour Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Peter, joined as you by Tom and Donnie. How are you doing, Tom? I'm good, Peter. How are you? Not too bad. It's a bad holiday this week, so better than the most supposed. How are you, Donnie? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks. Right. Uh, if you might notice, guys, with the issue here, I'm, in a, I'm at the caravan at night, so it's a bit slow and a bit of lag, so you might have been slightly off the normal episodes, but it is what it is. We'll do our best to get through the 10th episode. Right, first of all, I'll go to the top three, and it was no change at the top two, but number three now is Brett Wallace, Real Brett, sorry, Brett Wallace, yep. So there is six games left to go, and there's about 70 points for the top three, so... It's, they're starting to break away for the rest, but I'm sure we'll keep that at the end of the season. So what I want next is the score and the rank for the game week. And I will go first. I had 46 points. I took a hit. Minus four. I took a Morella because he was injured. And I brought him through the hash. I think he'd be starting. So it didn't work that way, but the one I brought him was Henry. So I'll stop. I'll run through the top anyway. Gordon, three points. Tavernier, one. Doig, two. Oblig, two. Gordon 11, well impressed with that one. Charles Cook 2, Roderick 9, Jota Captain 4, Boyce 2, Henry Ramirez 2, Nutter on the bench, and I've got my first green arrow for a long time, um, rank 204. What about you, Donnie? Who's your score rank? Okay, so I had 57 points for the week, uh, minus 4 from a transfers took me to 53. So I had Craig Gordon and goals for 3, Captain Tav for 2. Doig for two, Harry Clark for 11, which I'll talk about, Carter Vickers for 11, Ferguson for three, Jota for two, Barry Mackay for 10, Roof for two, Boyce for two, Van Bean for nine. So that's 57. Minus four was 53. Takes my global score up to 1898, 16 places up to a global rank of 18. And I don't know if you noticed, Tony, oh. you had the highest score in the top Yeah, 50. top 20, so I'm happy with that. High score in the top 50. <laughs> I, I, wrote, I scrolled through all the CUMD. It was not until the 50. Yeah, I did see that, yeah. Right, Tom, you? Yep, I'm not doing so good. Uh, I'm 242 in the Mega League. Uh, this game week I got 30 points. 
which consisted of striking goals for two, backline of Bassi for nothing, Tab for one, Doig for two, Obelai for two. In midfield, I had Reagan Charles Cook for two, Yota for two, Abada one, Captain Ronan got me four. Uh, up front, I had Sims for two, and Vice Captain Hendry got me 12. Okay, a bit of mixed bag there. But we're still Donny's flying high. We're still seeing the rough a little bit to our range, so that's not too bad. Right, so to the game week, I'll go to the results first, then we can talk through it, Tom. So Saturday we had Dundee 2, Aberdeen 2, Hibs 1, Dundee 1, Motherwell 4, St Mirren 2, Ross County 1, Hearts 1, St Johnson 1, Lonnieston 0, and on Sunday, Rangers 1, Celtic 2. So what I'm noticing for that is there's only one game there with a clean sheet, and that was St Johnson who kept it. So MD had a double up or Clark and a St Johnson defender, well done. I managed to get Gordon 11 points, I was happy with that. So Tom, anyway, over to you. Okay, uh, so the first fixture you mentioned there was Dundee to Aberdeen 2. Goal scorers for Dundee was uh, McGee and Danny Mullen. Both assists came from Charlie Adams. For the Dons, uh, Ramsey scored with an assist from Ross McCrory, uh, who also scored in the game with an assist from Marley Watkins. Um, Looking at McCrory then, he's got one goal and assist in this game, which is pretty good. However, this is his only returns of the season, and it's against bottom of the table Dundee, so... Probably nothing to get too excited about there. Um, Ramsey, we've obviously talked about in the past. Great start to the season. Recently went off the boil a bit, but he's managed to bag a goal there. Um, we're now entering the split. He uh, could be a, a one-week punt for, for those uh, planning a second wild card. But, I mean, if Aberdeen stay in the bottom half of the, the table, then that, that might not be too bad. Uh, Aberdeen... Um, he was the only Aberdeen player to have a, more than a single shot on target as well. Um, if you look at Dundee, um, Charlie Adams, two assists. Um, that's the second and third of the season. So again, not much to, to go crazy about there. Um, Mullen, Danny Mullen might, might be a better punt. Um, he's had three goals and one assist in his last five game weeks. So that's not too bad there. And obviously, we know Dundee are assured of um, a bottom of the, the table finish where you could argue that you know, facing lesser opposition and um, they've got something to fight for. They're, they're sitting at the bottom of the table, so they need to kind of get out of that relegation spot. Whether they can do it or not is a different story. Um, Donny, anything to add to that fixture? No, you've kind of mentioned the, the, the two things I was going to talk about. Ramsey, I think he's playing with confidence this last couple of games I've watched him. Um, so you know, we'd have talked about him before and he went off the boil, but <clears throat> definitely with a wild card coming up, um, he, he's somebody that, that could fit in there quite easily. Uh, Charlie Adam, I expected big things from him this season. I had him in my game week one team. I thought he'd be a bit like Chris Burke was last year mm-hmm. with penalties and set pieces and that, but it's just done absolutely nothing. Um, as you say, he's had two assists in that game and he's only had one assist in every other game. I don't think he's had any goals, so he's been really poor for them. Um, <coughs> it was a good game, a bit feisty. Um, the interview with Charlie Adam, if you didn't catch it, was quite funny. Um, he was lucky to uh, escape a red card. But Aberdeen, they're lacking up front. You know, defenders there scoring the goals. Um, midfield's not really firing. Yeah, it's, it's hard to back them. I, I try and give them the benefit of the doubt week in, week out, but... Ross County at home's got a do or die match for them, so you know have to see how that works out. Dundee will score goals, but the leap goals the best avoided. I think we say that every week. Just stay clear of them. Mm-hmm. And Peter, anything else? I've 
going to caveat this game a lot of games actually depends who I want to do for where it happened after <coughs> next week for like Pop and top six I mean Dundee as like Donny Mace has made they don't keep clean sheets they, and they do score they do score they have a lot of midfielders who have plenty of options there Aberdeen I thought I'd see a better turnaround under Gooden but they've not been still leaking the back the mean is it's dried up up front so it's only fair so you want to sit on penalties at I'm more inclined to wait to the wild card, see where they finish. I mean, if Aberdeen manages to sneak into the top six, I'm no interest in any of the players. If they finish the bottom six, it might be. But it's Dundee, I think it's just your luck. I'd probably say the same as Donny and avoid. Yeah, probably agree with that. Um, next up, we've got Hibs versus Dundee United. Um, goal for Hibs was from Harry Clark with an assist from Chris Cadden. Uh, Dundee United, uh, it was Ross Graham who scored with an assist from Ryan Edwards. Um, Hibs have lost their defensive form recently after four consecutive clean sheets they've conceded in the last two games. However, uh, to be fair, uh, United scored with their only shot on target the entire game, so maybe a bit unlucky there. Um, obviously, Hibs have got the Edinburgh derby um, and then the split. They're currently sitting sixth place. Uh, if they lose it against Hearts, they could end up potentially end up in the bottom half. Um, I think if Aberdeen win against Ross County and Hibs losing. Aberdeen can maybe jump up at the top half, as you mentioned, Peter. Um, we've got the striker, um, Mekelson. He's only started the last two games. He's, he could be a good punt, depending on how things go. Potentially, if he finishes in the, the bottom half of the, the table, you know, he's still getting used to the league. Obviously, it's a bit late in the league for now, but he's still getting used to things. Uh, he had five shots in total in this game, two of which were on target, and he missed a big chance. So he could have had a decent game this week. Uh, in terms of Dundee United... Uh, their last clean sheet was the 9th of February. Uh, they're currently sitting forced, fourth in the league and they face Dundee, so it's most likely a top-half finish. Um, the attackers don't seem to be doing it, so for me, Dundee United is, is probably an avoid. Um, uh, what do you think about that, Peter? Yeah, so we'd won again the caveat with the session next week. Dundee United, I was surprised they're, they're sitting fourth. I mean, if I did put it out, I'm down season. It's, I mean, I think we've had players at certain points here and there, maybe Harks on the season, maybe Watkins at Motherwell, but I, I, there's nobody really, really like. Hibs, I thought, were looking more tight at the back under Maloney for a certain speller, but that's kind of disappeared again. I like the boy, what's his name up front? Mads Mickelson, what's his name, the striker, Tom, for Hibs? Mickelson. I'm just the actor, Mads Mickelson. I like him, but again, this maybe just a season too quick for him. It might be one to look for maybe next year. But then again, if they finish bottom six and they're going to bleed the rest of these younger players, and maybe it would be a, a decent punt in the wild card. But yeah. again, it's going to be a game. I'm going to have to wait. It's all going to be next week, and after we're, we're all the dice going to lie after that, see where what players are seen more. Uh, I suppose the best thing you have in your team after the wild card and finish bottom six, they're more appealing. That's me. And Donny? Okay, so this was a game that I got lucky. Um, you mentioned you must have. You maybe heard me say Harry Clark was in my team. So he's been my bench trick player since Christmas. I had him when he was at County. And uh, he transferred to Hibs in January, but he's been injured. So I've just kept him there and, and used him for the rotation. But I went in to check my points and I see him he was getting game time. So I've got Doig as well. So I was running double Hibs defence and they lost a goal after 10 minutes. So I blew my points there. And had Barry Mackay missing penalties up in Dingwall, so it wasn't a great start um, to the to the games. But he turned it around. He had a 
good touch turn and, and a, a strike for the goal. You got me three bonus points. So from nowhere, um, I managed to get 11 points out of them, which was better than anything on my bench. So it was definitely <laughs> worth it. Um, I'm stuck with two Hibs defenders now. I think in a wildcard situation, I don't take any Hibs players or any United players. I just don't see either team really... Um, with any shining stars as far as that's concerned. So, yeah, it was an average game. Ross Graham, I think I mentioned him in my differentials. He got the goal for United, um, so bringing home some points. He got uh, bonus points as well. But um, whichever half they, they land in, neither team really have that great um, assets that you would want to back. Yeah, it's, it's certainly been a week for the... One of those game weeks was one week wonders. A lot of players that haven't done yeah. anything that have really excelled this this game week. Um, speaking of one week wonders, we've got Motherwell four, Saint Mirren two, um, which is probably probably quite a surprising result for me. Anyway, um, goals for Motherwell were Sean Goss, uh, Connor Shields. Uh, he managed to get a goal and assist. Dean Cornelius um, with a, a goal and assist from Efford, and uh, Tate got the own goal um, for Saint Mirren. Uh, we had Brophy, uh, who scored. He also hit the woodwork. And Conor McCarthy got the second goal. Um, looking at Shields, he obviously got the goal and assist. That's the second goal and second assist of the season. So, you know, as we highlighted, a lot of one-week wonders here. Goss, um, his returns are pretty few and far between as well. Um, in terms of St. Mirren, we've got Brophy. That was his first return since game week 21. And McCarthy... This was his only goal of the season, and obviously St Mirren's clean sheets have been fairly limited. Um, surprisingly, nothing from Ronan or uh, Van Veen in this high-scoring fixture. Um, if we're kind of looking ahead, St Mirren have got Rangers next, so I'm not getting too excited about them. And Motherwell, they've got Livy. Um, but again, like Dundee United, they're perhaps a, a poor team that are probably going to finish in the, the top half of the, the table if things go their way. Um, in which case they could maybe be one of the whipping boys post-split. So like, two teams I'm not particularly excited about. Um, would you echo that, Donny? Yeah, so it says a lot for the the cinch that it was Motherwell's first win in 2022, and they're in the top six and they've got a chance of getting into Europe. It's absolutely <laughs> mind-blowing. Um, <laughs> so it was good. I mean, it was good game and, and stuff, but the Defending wasn't great. Uh, I've said it before. Van Veen's the only shining light in the in the Motherwell team. Um, if you don't have them, um, you know you have something to look at. I mean, bear in mind there was four goals. He didn't get any. He got one assist, and he still took home nine points. Um, now that's pretty good um, for for a striker mm-hmm. playing in a team that's not really doing anything. I'd stay away from Simeon. I mean, okay, they've got Rangers next, and we'll talk about them later, but. It's it's not not a team you want to back. A lot of people have still got some minimum players from the double game week, and those are the ones you probably want to clear out when the wild card comes. But um, yeah, so Van Veen for me, he's in my team, nine points, um, so I was grateful for that. And Pierre, your mother would that come for? You? I didn't expect that. I mean, I watched extended highlights of this game, and like Donny said, I thought Van Veen stood out like so firm. He was involved in other than he does look like a great. I'm not saying a great striker to her. He just looks he looks really good. Everything kind of goes through him. I like I like him. I think with Morel has been injured, that opens up to have another maybe cheap striker slot if you don't want to go down the whole spend big up top route again. Mm-hmm. Uh, St Mirren, I think, are in total free fall. They've had no manager bounce at all off Nicholson, and I'm making a bold prediction. I think St Johnston are going to catch him. Yeah, I 
Yeah, I can see that happening as well, to be honest with you. Um, looking then over at Ross County, one, Harps one, Yakaviti got the goal for Ross County. Assist came from Spittle, um, and for Harps it was uh, Barry Mackay. Um, Barry Mackay, as Donny mentioned, he, he missed a penalty, which he, he, he won himself. Um, he's had six returns in the last seven games. All but one of these returns uh, was against bottom half at opposition. Um, and we know Hearts are pretty much stuck in that third place spot. It's unlikely they're going to get caught by Dundee United. And it's unlikely that, well, probably impossible they're going to catch Rangers. So um, they don't really have much to play for. So you've maybe got a question that their motivation. But sometimes with that lack of pressure, um, players can players can flourish without, you know, having anyone on their back. Um Hearts are in good form. However, maybe Sims and Boyce um, are lacking. So I think Barry Mackay probably offers you that sort of entry into the Hearts attack. If we're looking at Ross County, Yakaviti, um, he's had two goals and three assists this season. Um, probably not anyone you're going to be interested in. Uh, Ross County don't really tend to keep clean sheets. And, you know, his, his attacking returns, you know, are fairly inconsistent. And there's probably a lot of better options out there you probably want to, to, to look at. And again, that's the same for Spittle as well. I think he often provides good underlying stacks, but his uh, his attacking returns are pretty infrequent as well. Um, Reagan Charles Cook hit the woodwork in this game, as did Baldwin and Tilson. So you could maybe perhaps argue that Hearts are conceding a lot of, of chances there. So maybe a concern for those that own Hearts defenders. Um, Peter? I think you mentioned you had Craig Gordon. What's your thoughts? Uh, well, my worry would be Hearts might take, might take their foot off the gas, but they're unbeaten, they're unbeaten in five, so they're still particularly good format. Three wins and two draws. Uh, they're obviously going to secure top six. They'll play both halves of the in that top six, and I don't imagine the fans would take it lightly that they would uh, not turn up. So I think they're still going to be all right for assets. I think your know, Mackay should be a big good choice to whack him off the striker instead, but I, I wouldn't be rushing off them. I think they're all professionals. Craig Gordon's obviously got Scotland short as well, though I give it up. So he's still good for bonus points and save points. So I'd be quite happy to just keep them. I wouldn't be maybe maybe wouldn't be tripling up, but I'm still happy who I've got. Ross County, again, they don't really keep clean sheets. We all talk about Mackay and Hungbo. If Ross County finished bottom six, I'd be more inclined to keep them as well. Apart from that, there's really nobody else to be stands out. Yep. And Donnie, your thoughts as well? Yeah, so it's all about Mackay. <clears throat> We've talked about it a lot now, and, and I actually took him in uh, this game week as one of my transfers, so I'm um, pleased to see him getting some scoring returns. It was a soft penalty um, that they were awarded, um, but it's always good when the guy that wins the penalty misses it, because then your points cancel each other out. Um, Hungbo was on the bench for Ross County, so we've talked about him previously as maybe a a differential for Charles Cook, but he only came on after 79 minutes, so not much game time for for him. Um, pretty much what you're both saying about Hearts, I think if they get to the cup final, then they really will um, focus on that. And, and probably the same for Hibs if they win the game. I think either team will, will see the cup as their, their best opportunity. Um, I've got three Hearts now. I've got Gordon, Mackay and Boyce. I think Gordon's fine to have... Um, is your mainstay keeper if you're using your wild card and you're going to go with two keepers and you can maybe swap them around when they play Rangers Celtic and um, look at it that way 
Um, Mackay, I would keep. Boyce, um, I'd probably look to shift him because he doesn't seem to be doing much um, as far as that's concerned. But it's just one of those games. Neither team really wanted to, to get the win. They both seemed quite comfortable. Um, and certainly wouldn't be looking at taking any Ross County um, assets off the back of that. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, we mentioned St Johnston only clean sheet. Um, they played Livingston, so 1 0 there. Um, Hendry scored the penalty for St Johnston. He's had seven goals in his last 10. Uh, Celtic next, so if you're going to bring him in, I'd maybe hold off until the split. Um, for me, I've already gone, so he's, he's probably nailed in my squad for the rest of the season. Uh, St Johnston have had two clean sheets in the last three. Um, however, you know Livingston didn't have Anderson, who's been the sort of main source of goals uh, recently, and uh, the other clean sheet came against Hibs, who've been pretty goal shy. So I'm not 100% on their defence yet. But looking, if you're kind of going to do your wildcard post split, looking at the other bottom half defenders, there's probably not many other teams you're going to get too excited about. So by default, you maybe want to go for St Johnston um, post split in terms of defence, anyway. Um, Livingston, only one goal in their last three. I'm going to keep an eye on things because they're going to play Motherwell next. So if you fi- if they finish bottom half, you'd fancy them to excel against um, leaky teams like Motherwell. So we want to see if Anderson's back. Um, Forrest, he's maybe your sort of second option for your Livingston attack. See how he's been getting on. Um, obviously, he failed to score in this fixture, but he's definitely one to, to, to keep an eye on as well. Um, Donnie, what's your thoughts on this fixture? It's a, a game of two penalties, really. Um, St Johnston got a really soft penalty early doors. Um, but, yeah, I was soft. I thought it was right in the face. Uh, well, but I think it did. <laughs> and, and then would an absolute stonewall penalty um, with a handball situation there. Um, but yeah, I think St Johnston look organised at the back. Um, I think their recent form, if they'd started a season like that, I don't think they would have had any issues. The only thing I would say is if Henry doesn't do things for them, I don't see where else it's coming from. They're, they're very much a one-man team. Um, but you're right enough, Celtic up next. If you don't have them, you probably just want to wait that extra week and, and get them on your wild card. But three defeats in a row for Livy. Um, you know, we've, we've talked about the defensively, how strong they've been in the past, but just not happening now. There's nobody up front. Um, Forrest, that I used to mention a lot, I didn't really see him much in the game. Um, but you've both got Hendry, so you, you've done well this week. I just couldn't, you know, had to take in Mackay, so I didn't really have room for him. But uh, one for the future. Right. Uh, the, just don't mention it. The last thing i seen was that a penalty claim, the last one, with the McCleary and the St. Jonathan defender. I think he actually handled it twice the box. He fell on it and had it again. Yeah. He didn't see it, and that's how your man Martin Gale was going off. He's not, he said, even the Seagulls knew it was a penalty. I see what's that, let's say that. Uh, I disagree with you, Donnie, with the first play. I thought it was a stonewall penalty. Catch him in the face with an elbow in the box, but hey, everybody's got opinions. Uh, with the game, St. Johnson, I brought in the boy Gordon, the centre-back, as a placeholder a couple weeks ago, and since then he said he returned 11 points from twice. And it was just there to get, he was going to cover for somebody else, but now I think with St. Johnson's form... And finishing bottom six, they're on they're on the ups upturn wise. Runs on a downturn. Probably going to keep him uh, next week. Obviously playing Celtic behind his bench of both them for a week. Uh, and with Livingston, 
Donny mentioned to finish the bottom three. Anderson's injured right now, so hopefully they finish bottom six, and then maybe one or two of the players become available again, like a Forrest who's slightly dipped off form, or Anderson, or maybe still a centre back, Obelaya, or the keeper. But again, if they win next week and go top six, I'd probably be coming off them. That's me, Tom. Cool. And then uh, the Sunday fixture was Rangers 1, Celtic 2. Um, it was Aaron Ramsey who scored for Rangers with an assist from Kent. Um, that was the opening goal. However, it wasn't enough for a resurgent Celtic who uh, managed to bag up two goals from Ka- Cameron Carter-Vickers and Tom Rogic. Uh, that's 2-2 two and two for Aaron Ramsey, so he could be a decent punt if he can stay fit. Um, Morelos, he's obviously a concern um, he came back from international duty in crutches, so he was kind of Rangers' main sort of source of goals. So that's a, that's a problem for for managers. However, however, it does free up a lot of funds um, because it, it seems he'll be up for a while. Um, in terms of Rangers, also keep an eye on the European games for injuries, um, rotation, etc., stuff like that, and. Um, Perhaps now they're six points behind. They may look to, to focus on the Europa League. But however, the league's not over by by any stretch. Um, looking at Celtic, um, try to predict predict the, the midfield and who's going to be starting. Has been, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but on a whole, a pretty big fail. I am Abada. He came off the bench in this game. I know a lot of people own own him. He missed two big chances. Uh, it seems to be only Yota is assured of of starts in the. The, the Celtic team at the minute. Uh, no Kuyogo means that Giamakis uh, could be the way to go, along with Cameron Carter-Vickers, uh, who's um, fairly assured of stats in the, in the centre-back position, and Celtic are doing quite well for, for clean sheets this season. Um, obviously, Rogic scored in this game as well. He was the only player in this game to have more than a single shot on target, but again, he's a, another player and another midfielder that isn't assured of stats, and he's often subbed off quite early as well. Um, Peter, what's your thoughts on this one? Well, first of all, I'm delighted, but fantasy-wise, I kind of took a punt on Furuhashi. didn't work out. Uh, I was obviously, I went all in on the Celtic, vice-captain-captain, captain, so people went to have an ear the other way. I'm glad that happened because also I won that, so I got my green arrow. Uh, Furuhashi didn't play, so I still don't know who's exactly nailed. I took a bad it out. And for for Furuhashi, but I think more unlikely that Maeda seems to be more nailed. This is if this is going to be Celtic's biggest game of the season so far, and that was his strongest squad he was playing. Then you like to think maybe that if you're going to go to the midfielders, then Maeda left and Jota right, or vice versa, is a two to go for. Until Furuhashi comes back, if he does come back, and we see where the position of the players will lie, I think you've got to go with that. Uh, a wild card, I'm on that Celtic for midfielders, and okay, it worked out this week for me, but I'll be coming off that in a wild card because it's just not really worked out over the piece. Uh, Rangers, I mean, I was I talked about later in transfers and captain. I was thinking about making a move for another Rangers defender. Then I forgot they're playing on Thursday, and I don't know if it's maybe a sticky, difficult time after that to go for another defender, but we'll talk about when we get to transfers. Uh, but I don't think it changes much with assets. You still go for who you would go for. You would still go for Rangers for the if it's fit. I don't think Roof's a bad alternative to take in. In the meantime, Rangers double up at the back. I still think they're well worth it. Celtic, I think, again, if you're... The Cup games in two weeks' time, I still think they're going to play the strongest team most weeks, and I still think you could go for any of the back four. 
and Giamakis until Farash is back, and any of the four midfield dimensions, three midfield dimensions, and McGregor as well. Yep. Donny, your thoughts on this one? Okay, so we've got cameras off this week on the recording, so I can only imagine that you two are grinning like Cheshire cats waiting for <laughs> waiting for this. <laughs> <laughs> the league's not over. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> so, yeah, no, no Morelos. It was obviously one of the main headlines. Now, the club have not said anything other than he went for a scan. Now, to me, I suspect he'll probably miss the rest of the season because... Just the way he was looking and the fact that we've had little from the club, I think he. I don't see him coming back um, with the short games that we've got left. So I went straight to Roof, obviously got to back my team, um, and he will get the game time. Um, he'd had a few attacking returns in the last couple of games, um, but they need to play a different style with him in the team, and I just don't think they really did that um, on Sunday. Rangers started really well. They, they did exactly what every fan would have wanted, just absolutely go hell for leather in the first 10 minutes. And it worked to a certain extent. We, we got a goal, um, good play from Kent and De Ramsey. But we just didn't sustain it. You know, it was slack defending for the first goal, give McGregor too much space and cut inside, and then the same for the second goal. And Peter, you're saying that the Rangers' double defence is still a, a viable option. I don't know if it is. And um, to be fair, no, okay, the top, the top six, the top six, if the top six is going to have Hearts, Aberdeen, Dundee United, and maybe Hibs, they're all nasty teams for us to play. Um, you know, it's going to be at least a couple of those away that it's, we can come unstuck. You know, so we've got Europe as well. Um, if it's like your Ross County, your Levies, and things like that, then we'll be fine, but. It, I don't know. It's it's probably just you know the the heart of getting beat again in, in an important game. Um, but I just thought it was poor defending, and we've kind of seen that over the course of the season, whether it's been McGregor um, at the back or uh, Goldson. I won't talk about the penalties we should have had. Um, I'll just sound <laughs> I'll just sound better. <laughs> um, but there's an argument you know you talk about the, the, the Celtic midfield and being spoiled for choice there's an argument to go double Celtic defence I think um, I don't think any of the games that they'll have left will cause them any difficulty they will be obviously trying to get over the line as quickly as they can um, so you've got double Celtic at the back captain, vice-captain you, know, you could you could get yourself some healthy points there it's not a bad shape, um, the only thing I would say from my point of view was that, uh, you know, Rangers getting beat. Okay, I can take that. But celebrating the fact that Carter Vickers scored um, was a bit didn't, sick. Didn't <laughs> do it, no way you done that. I don't believe you. Because uh, <laughs> I I obviously have him in my team. So I was like, oh, well, <laughs> we're going to get beat. At least I've got some points. Um, so, yeah, that, that was my take home from there. Um, just disappointing. We, I would have expected a better performance. Um from my team, but that's way it goes. Can't win them all. Was he just on that for a finish up, Ben? See if you're saying come off with the double range of defence. Would you? Would mm-hmm. you still? Tri- would you still triple up? And where would you go? Yeah, I think you have to. Um, I mean, midfield's a difficult one. There's a bit of a misfiring up there. Um, so I'm going to have Tav. I'm going to have Roof. Um, I'll just see. You really have to take it week by week because of Europe, and you're going to have the Scottish Cup in there as well. Um, which which could um, cause problems. It's difficult because again, the probably the safest option is to 
you know, your Bassey or your Goldson and just stick them in there and you probably are going to get more returns than not, but just a disappointment in getting beat, I guess. Neat, okay. Is that you, Tom? Yep. Right, Donny, you've got a Donny deep dive. You want to hit us with it? Yes, to do. Um, so, first of all, I just want to give Kevin Wood a shout out. Uh, Kevilfish89 on Twitter. If you don't follow him, go and do so. He lad, does a lot lad. of good work. Yeah, he does a lot of good work on form. Um, so, kind of taking that, and we'll do a bit of a quiz on um, the form players over the last four weeks. So I've broken it down, keepers, defenders, midfielders and forwards. And it's, again, it's not an indication of, you know, go out and buy because there's some, you know, people going up the way and some people going down the way that you need to take into consideration. But I've broken it down. We'll do a little quiz and see what your thoughts are. And then we'll take it from there. So we'll start off at the back with the goalkeepers. So <clears throat> over the last four games, who do you think is the highest um, goal scoring keeper in the game? And I'll start with you, Pierre. Four weeks, try to keep clean sheets and save points. Sander Clark. Uh, no, he's third. Mm. Tom, try and I think with that massive haul for Gordon, I think it must be him. No, Gordon's actually second. Oof. So with the two clean sheets and a penalty save, it's actually Ross County, uh, Ross Laidlaw, uh, mm-hmm. with 27 points. Uh, Craig Gordon is second. Uh, two clean sheets and one penalty save. Then the next three have all got two clean sheets, but also the bonus points in that. It's Xander Clark, uh, Joe Hart, and Alan McGregor. Um, okay. So it's a surprise, really, that um, I mean the penalties do make a difference, but it's a surprise to see a Ross County uh, defensive player up so high. Uh, Gordon pretty much confirms what we've said you know, most of the season. He's consistent. You know, mm-hmm. He's pretty much going to get save points. Um, outside of your clean sheets. So, in terms of form, Ross Laidlaw is your most informed goalkeeper, and Craig Gordon after that. So, we'll move on to defenders. Now, this kind of spikes of the score, um, but there is still some interesting uh, stuff to take from this. So, over the last four game weeks, who do we think is the top scoring defender? So, we'll go to you, Tom. Um, Carter Vickers. Carter Vickers, yeah, he's number one. Peter, do you want to try and have a stab at? One of the other four. The boy for Dungeon United, Graham, is that right? Ross Graham? No, 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 he just misses out. So we've got Carter Vickers, 34 points, two goals um, contributing to that. Oh, Second gosh. is Iacoviti. He obviously scored at the weekend, um, mm-hmm. one goal. So he's on 26 points. Then Goldson, um, he got a goal recently. Kingsley got a goal recently, both on 24. But the surprise one and the one that you've already mentioned, Peter, is Liam Gordon. So he's not scored okay, in the last four twice. games. <laughs> yeah. He's not scored in the last four games, but he's still on 24 points, the same as the, the three I've just mentioned. So, as I say, with the split coming up and the way that St. Johnston play, you know, somebody like him, I think, is a, is a good option um, to, to have in your squad. So moving on to midfielders, um, probably won't be difficult to guess this one because I talk about them all the time. But in the last four games, who's the top goal? Who's the top scoring uh, midfielder? Peter Mackay, Barry Mackay, yeah, e- easily. Uh, Tom, any of the other four? Um, you are. 
Yota is in there. He's fourth on, on 19 points. The second is Lewis Ferguson. I thought that, um, yeah on 23 points, but then 16 of those came last game week. So that's the kind of, you know, form is temporary kind of thing. He's mm-hmm. second. Hongbo's in there um, on 21 points. Again, didn't get much game time in the last game week. So a lot of those have come from the sort of, third and fourth game. If we go back, Jota on 19 points um, and Kamara, old faithful um, there. So Barry Mackay, two goals, two assists in the last four games. Ferguson, two goals. Hongbo, two goals. Uh, Jota, no goals, two assists, and Kamara, one goal, no assists. So we've been quite a midfield-rich um, game um, for most of the season, but it's just sort of slowly dying to death, I think, and it's, it's going to be hard to pick five midfielders for your wild card. but um, mm-hmm. Barry Mackay's the standout there. We've got a standout in the forwards. Again, I don't think this will be a surprise, but um, of the top five, uh, forwards in the game. Who's had the best four weeks, Peter? Hendry from St. Johnson. It's number two. You've missed the Oof. obvious one. Yeah. Yeah. So six six goals, one assist, forty-four points. Um absolute standout. It's probably somebody that I'm gonna take in this week. Um, I've, the way I made my transfers, I've only got two Celtic players. Um, so I've got a space there um, with the team news that you'll get um, that's probably going to be um, the next one. Andre second obviously three goals and no assists Kevin Van Veen is third um, and this is where I've cashed in on him recently, he's had one goal and three assists um, so the assist points are, are coming through quite heavy for him there we've got Mieda is fourth with two goals and surprisingly, and I don't think we could guess all day um, on this one and probably never get it, but Nicky Clark, um, who's fifth with one goal and two assists. So again, we're going to be talking about forwards um, and listeners' questions. It's really hard to pick um, out of the well, the three that I've mentioned, Shakamakis, Hendry and Van Veen um, are probably the only players that are in form right now. So that's that's covering off the form um, over the last four games. Now, what is interesting is you've got no Hibs, Livingston, St Mirren or Dundee in there. So when we talk about avoiding these teams, that's why they're just there's nobody in form. There's nobody scoring goals, uh, keeping clean sheets. So I found that quite surprising um, when I was doing this. So, yep, there you go. Form is something to keep an eye on. As I say, you have guys like Ferguson who are one-hit wonders, but it's interesting. If you keep an eye on it, and as I say, Kevin does does this stuff on Twitter every week, it's, it can really, you know, keep keep you on the on the ball with regards to, to picking the gems. Danny Stoney? Yeah, that's me. Yeah, okay. Uh, that's good. I, I've, I have followed uh, Kevin's thing for quite a while, and I will retweet it when I see it because mm-hmm. it does show you that uh, if you if you can be quick enough and you can follow the eye test, sometimes you can jump on a player at the right time. Because, I mean, you're not going to have be able to jump on a player every four weeks. I mean, to do that, you'd be incredibly lucky. So it's just kind of watching the, I suppose, watching the stats at the same time and who's hitting form. What you said, Donny, but it's good. It's good. It's a good thing, especially in this league where the, a lot of teams are so tight together. Yeah. Right, we'll move on to questions. I think we've got two questions on Twitter and then I've got a question for these myself as well later on, but I'll do these questions first. So first up is from Josh McCarthy. So that's Josh underscore footblog. Aaron Ramsey has two goals in his last two league starts. Has he won? You have your eye on potentially this game week or after the split? I'll ask you first, Tony. 
Yeah, so it's a really good question, actually, and obviously you touched on it um, previously. I think he is one to watch. The only question mark is Aaron Ramsey has got a lot of injury worries. That's the reason he's with us in the first place, is to get game time. We've got European games in the Scottish Cup. We've got a busy month in April. So if you can stay fit, then the, the way that he plays, the late runs that he makes, I definitely think he is an option. Kent's misfiring. Aribo's been terrible um, since he came back from the African Cup of Nations. So it's not a bad shout. Um, talked about Kamara um, being consistent, but you know Ramsey, he's certainly an option. And as I've just mentioned, midfield is difficult um, to try and try and pick somebody. Um, it's, it's certainly worth a shout. Okay, Tom, your thoughts? Um, yeah. He's, he's something I would consider. Something I would consider, as Donnie mentioned, there's not a wealth of options in the midfield at present. Um, two goals and two is not too bad, and obviously he's playing for Rangers, who you expect to, to go out and, and get some goals. So I, I'm going to keep an eye on the situation in the European fixture during the week, and he could potentially come in for me this weekend because we're getting to that point of the season now where you know playing it safe it isn't going to get you up the, the mega league, you're maybe going to have to take some punts and maybe get on some players early. So I think that might be, I don't think he's a bad option if you want to try and punt and gain some ground. Yep, I agree with both of you. I think the European final keep an eye on that. Also, I don't want to say, if he's getting a bit fit and he's playing up further up and he does have good runs on him. And plus, I'm assuming most people will have now have that Morella's money banked. So he shouldn't be have to get to. I mean, so you should be able to get to him if you need the money. And like Tom says, be a bit of differential. And you expect, I know Donny says the league's, the league's not over, it is over, but you expect him to be playing and actually bursting a gut. So I expect we get more goals for the end of the season as well. So I think it's a decent shout. Right, next question is from Brian. That's at Blades Attack. If we take it as a given that Henry and Van Dien are the two most obvious picks, which other non-old thumb striker is most worthy of consideration, Tom? Um, I don't think there's a huge wealth of options if you if you if you disregarding Yakamakis and obviously with Morello so it's going to be Roof that's going to be the consistent starter there. Um, if Anderson comes back potentially him, but you know Livingston's form has been pretty poor. Um, as I said previously, maybe Danny Mullen, you know, he's got a little bit of form in the last five game weeks. You could maybe go for him. Dundee have obviously got a, a big hole to get out of. Or if you're feeling punty, and obviously we need to see how the next game week goes, but for Hibs, if they end up in the bottom half, you could go for the, the striker, Meckler. And uh, as I said, you've got to take some chances to gain some ground at this point in the season, so maybe gamble on him. Same question to you, Donnie. Yeah, so I've got Van Veen and Roof in the national replacement for me is Jack Macus, but he's asked for non-old firm players, so your choices, um, just running down the teams, you've got Aberdeen, Ramirez, doesn't look like scoring in the bottom six. If they do finish in the bottom six, you know, are Aberdeen really going to try that hard? Um, they might develop their youth, so I don't know. Dundee, they can score goals, but up front, it doesn't really seem to tick. It's uh, more midfield um, of late. Dundee United, you've got Watt, who's not scoring. You've got Nicky Clark that I mentioned, he's on pens. Probably stay away from that. Hearts, it's boys or service. It's a dilemma we've talked about in the previous weeks. Um, again, will Hearts try high enough if they get to the Scottish Cup final? 
Uh, Hibbs, they've only really got Nurkerson up front. He's not really done anything. Anderson's injured for Livingston, so there's not really any obvious choices there. Jordan White plays up front for Ross County, but again, don't seem to do much up front and Profi for submitting that push. So having said all of that, you know, it might be better not to have a third striker um, and use the bench trick. It's something that I'm thinking about um, because points-wise, historically, midfield and defence has offered more returns. So if you've got a bench trick up front, it saves you having to make that dilemma um, of you know who to, who to bring in. Money-wise, I think most folk are going to have enough money that they can um, spread it out and, and take the hit on a, a third striker that's not playing. So for me... I might not actually have a third striker, um, but that's just an early thought, and I don't know if I'll follow that through. Yeah, I can cover that very well. Donnie, there isn't much room left for bringing any players in. I think it's quite hard with Morello's been injured. He's saying no third players, so Henry and Van Dien are the two that right now stand out. I mean, I've got Ramirez right now in Boyce, but Ramirez, like you said, hasn't been doing anything at all of late. I'd probably just keep Boyce because Hearts are sitting third. He's still going for that record, even though it's getting further and further away every game with passes. But I think it's just a case of they're playing Hibs next, so they're right up for it. And like you said, if they get to the cup final, they're all playing for position in the squad. So I think if you get Boyce or Sims, maybe you're outside bet. But even then, I'm not really comfortable saying that. And that's that. Right. The app last week put out a question asking for app updates and improvements. So a week's passed. Is there anything you would add to the game yourselves? Like extra, maybe like, a, for example, the most obvious one would, it seems to be a free hit. What be yourself, Tony? Would you add the end of the game? Yeah, so I actually commented at the time and, and said about the wild card. I think this wild card coming up is too late in the game. It doesn't really offer much in terms of value. A lot of teams are the same. There's only five games left to impact. I think if you had it at the end of January, you'd be able to cash in on the transfer window. Um, and, and make more changes there. So that was that was my shout, that if they bring the second wild card to the end of January, and then if you haven't used the original one by then, you maybe lose it. Um, something like that um, was the, the thought that I made. But I did also add that I've, I've actually enjoyed playing the game this season and the bonus points and things that they've done, um, they do make a difference. So the, the game works, the game's good. Um, for me, it would probably just be that wild card um, situation. What's your thoughts on the wildcard thing, Don? Eh, Tom, and then what's your thoughts on any suggestions to the game? Yeah, I mean, the wildcard situation is something that, it's something that could be changed um, and it means you kind of get more time to maybe take a bit of a, you know, take on the new players that enter the league in January and your wildcard has more of an impact, whereas now everything's fairly template in the Scottish game. There's less teams to pick from and there's... Um, Obviously, players are very, very streaky, so everyone kind of goes for the same players at the same time. So it, it may, may be more useful, you know, post-New Year, uh, around about that sort of region. In terms of what I would change, um, if I want to sit and look at players' recent form, I've got to go into the um, the transfers page, then go to place, and then I've got to pick one um, to look at the stats, then I close it again, and then I'm back to the, the transfers page again. So maybe um, an option where it's more easier to sort of navigate and look at individual player stats. That, that, would, that would be an improvement for me. Because um, I obviously like my, my numbers. 
Yep. Originally, I did like the, the wild card that split. I kind of was kind of more a advocate for that, but as more you read it, more people call it. It does make sense. Just one each half of the season, then you have more game weeks to kind of negotiate it. It only says transfer window opens at the end of January or finishes in January. In this league, we we kind of play in a cinch. There was a lot of turnover in January. I noticed this year, so it give you a totally new team. You wanted to like invest in all new players. Uh, your point all talking about the kind of stats and stuff. I would like them to have like, their own website page, similar to the FPL, where you can see it and navigate better. Yeah. I could watch less stuff. I mean, that would just be so easy to work from a desktop situation rather than through the app. I know it's probably a lot of cost involved in that, but they just you can only comment and see what they do. I think they just over just over sixteen thousand players this year, so it's obviously enough to keep them going for a third season. Hopefully, that will, will keep improving because it's, it's honestly as well. This year has been more fun with the bonus point aspect to it and the other points because then the template hasn't been as rigid as it was last year. Mm-hmm. Even at this, even this later date, it's still not rigid. When you're getting bonus points for like that boy Gordon and Clark for Hibs, who you wouldn't get name last year, so that was an extra. If you had both of them, you get an extra 12 points or, or 10 points extra than them, So I think that's worked well. Right. My question, the last question is before we go into our captains and stuff, is one game week to go. Now, this is for fantasy only, obviously, for building your team, your wild card. What is your ideal top six for building your team or bottom six? I'll start with you, Tom. Oh, you mean just like a sort of quick wild card off the cuff? Yeah, no, not a wild card. Just a case of who do you want to finish bottom six? Who do you want to finish top six? So you can actually plan your wild card. Do you want to give me a name? Just who would you rather have in the bottom or top six? All oh, right, I understand. Right. Yep. Um, so I'll make it easier. Right? Top six because basically Celtic Rangers hearts are in there. They can't change that. So what other three teams you want in there? Out of the way. Um, I'd probably like to see. Livingston and Ross County go up and then Hibs and Motherwell in the bottom half because Hibs offers you more sort of defensive options because, you know, if you sort of, I know they have conceded in the last two games, but you can you can tell Malone is trying to, you know, set things up so they're, they're solid at the back and, um, you know, come up against you know, teams that are struggling to score like, you know, St. Mirren, um, Dundee, you know, it gives you an option for 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 your defenders, um, and then you know having a couple of more crappy teams in the top means you know you're maybe going to get more goals from the Celtic Rangers assets that you've got in your team as well. Um, so that's probably the way I'd like to see things go without getting too technical. What about you, Donny? Yeah, I mean as a as a Fan of the old farm, you want the easiest games possible. Um, I'd have Ross County, I'd have Livingston. If if anyone's going to take points off a of Celtic, it'll be Livingston. Um, and St Mirren, this, and again, would give you an easy fixture. I'd like to see Hibs in the bottom six. Don't like Hibs as a team. Um, Dundee United, they beat us at the start of the season. <laughs> they don't really do much for me. How, how they're up in fourth position, same with Motherwell. Fighting for Europe is beyond me. Um, but yeah, so Ross County, Livingston, St. Mirren would be my ideal. Keep Aberdeen in the bottom six because that's where I live and I like to hear them moan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was we get, we get really personal here. I like that. <laughs> um, and, and I would 
you know, we would have Aberdeen and up, but up in Aberdeen, I think, um, if they were in the top six, and that's never a good game for us either. So I prefer Aberdeen to stay in the bottom six for personal reasons. Right. Well, I did ask you for both for fantasy reasons, so mine would have <laughs> Aberdeen and Hibs in the bottom six because I think they can finish the season potentially strongly, so it lets you get back into their teams. And like you say, if Livingston, St Mirren, Dungeon United have finished the top three, then I'm basically targeting their teams in the post split because I don't think they're very good. But again, we'll know better next week. And then next week we can discuss if we're going to do a wild card or not. Because I suppose a wild card would only really work if the fixtures don't fall favourably for you the first week. We'll start mm-hmm. with you, I mean, are you definitely pushing the button next week? Are you going to wait and see how it all falls? I think... I think I... My team's not bad. I'm obviously running high in the mega league, so there's not a lot wrong with it. It's just having that option, you know. Um, ultimately, am I going to make wholesale changes? Probably not. I mean, you could probably change three, um, and and it would be fairly settled. But I think time's running out. I think if you do your wild cards, you then get two of the week after, um, and then you've only got what three games, three games to go after that. So you, you should have enough in the tank, um, as far as that's concerned. So. The old farm will probably be the second of the two that's, of the, the games. Yeah. So, as I say, if you do wild card, then you can do two transfers the week after, which would be the old farm. Um, that's probably the best way to do it. I don't see any reason to hold on to it. Um, well, as I say, that's from my point of view because I'm doing quite well. If you've got a bad team and you've got you know, St. Millen assets, Dundee assets, Livingston assets, then you probably want to get rid of them straight away. So um, it, it would make sense to use it at the first opportunity. What were you, Tommy? You plan hitting it straight away? Are you going to wait till other falls? I'm fairly certain I'll probably hit straight away because there's only so many weeks to get to work for you. Um, I don't own Van Veen. I don't own Yakimakis. I don't own Roof if, if he's going to be the, the man going forward. Um, I don't have a non-playing player. So for me, I think it's... I think it's something that kind of needs to happen. Plus, you get your two transfers so straight after anyway, so you've got an opportunity there to try to rectify any sort of, you know, maybe you've been a bit click-happy and you've took, took a few punts. You can you can resolve that pretty easily as well. Um, I, I, as you've mentioned it before, Motherwell may be going at the bottom half of the, the table as well. I mean, that opens up Van Veen as an option, as I mentioned him there. So, um, yeah, for me, I think... It's probably gonna it's probably gonna get played. I also have Strijic in goals. He's more the goalkeeper, so I will get shot at him. So you can see why I'm not doing so well. <laughs> <laughs> he was not a bad keeper for Frank Moses. He's not even for it a fair bit. Uh, what about do you both have bench boost left, Tom? No, I played all my chips in one game, mate. <laughs> I've got my triple captain still to play. <laughs> hanging on to it. So Do you have bench um, boost, Tony? Oof. No, I used that. I used that when wild card um, game week. I got 130 points, so that was all all done and dusted before Christmas. Because I'm thinking, like, you, you could basically vote for the first fixtures come out. You could get your wild card, set yourself up for a decent bench boost on paper, and like you said, the next week you get two chances anyway. So you could use a button then get your bench boost. I've still got mine left. And then out, out the back, you've still got two transfers left, and like you've said, it should be Celtic Rangers in the second game. So unless something comes out of nowhere, that should be the second game that you can work your way into the season. And I've mentioned only, before, sorry, where you go? No, I was going to say, the only thing about that is if you do 
your wild card and your bench boost, you're presumably going to not have a non-playing player. You're going to have everybody playing. So what are your transfers the following week? It's probably just going to get wasted on a, a non-playing player unless you just want to see it out. So I, I think, just be mindful. I think I might be playing out into the season without a non-playing player. There's only five games left after that. I think <laughs> it, worked, it worked for me this week, but uh, that was fluke. <laughs> right, so I'll quickly do the fixtures then and I'll ask you your captain's transfers right so on Saturday we'll have five team five games really team news so that's big big bulk of the game Aberdeen Ross County Celtic St Johnson Dundee United Dundee Derby Hearts and Hibs Derby as well Livingston Motherwell Simon and Rangers so as well with early team early team news sorry there's a lot to play for these teams in bottom, top and bottom six so on that Donny what's your captain vice captain and transfers plans for the game week the transfers, you know, based on the fact that we're talking about wild cards, you probably just want to do the bare minimum um, if you're going to then make wholesale changes the week after. So just patch up your biggest problem and go for there. Um, in terms, for me, I'm going to go big on Celtic. I think the bounce they'll get from the game at the weekend, knowing that the, the finishing line is in sight, a home match against St Johnston is probably one that they would have wanted. So I, as I say, I've got space, so probably... Put Jack Marcus in there. I I had your views on um, Furuhashi. I think if I'd seen him in the team, I probably would have picked him. But not getting the the news for the game, you know, it was it was hard to make that call. But if I saw him in for the weekend, I might jump on him. Um, as I mentioned, I've still got the triple captain. This is probably one of the fixtures that I would eye up to use it. Um, you'd go Jumakis, but the fact that he scored two hat-tricks and maybe a stretch to ask him to get another one, but I'll see. Um, so a Celtic, a Celtic player, probably Jumakis probably and maybe Roof. Rangers need a good result just to get back on track of anything. So maybe Jumakis and Roof, um, captain, vice-captain, and um, Totally disregarding Tavernier here, but um, that's just the way it is. So I take it your transfer would be team dependent. Furahashi's my team, you know. Yeah, yeah. As I say, I've got a space for a Celtic player, um, and I've got like uh, Ronan in midfield, Ring Charles Cook in midfield. So it would be easy to to shift onto that. Um, I've got Boyce up front, so I could just um, swap him for Chakamakis. So I've got the. I've got the slots available to make that change. I'll probably just wait and see um, what the team uses. Okay, same question to you, Tom. Captain, vice-captain and transfer thoughts? Uh, transfer thoughts. If Anderson's out, probably going to get rid of him for Yakamakis. Um, as Dolly mentioned, um, probably going to have that kind of bounce there. Um, probably vice-captain him since he seems to score more than he assists. And captain... Tough one this week. Maybe just keep things simple. Maybe just go Captain Tav. Yep. So I was thinking Captain Tav, Vice Captain, either if Furuhashi gets a start, him. If not, maybe take a punt on Jota or Rogic if they're playing because you get all the team news. Transfer wise, I was going to go triple injuries at the back, but Donnie's talked me out of it because of it. <laughs> so. I was going to go bring Bass in and go for free the back, but like you said, they're playing Europe on Thursday night and St Mern's fighting for life. He's not thinking there's a world one comfortable, but I'm just not 100% confident now that Donny's talking about they'll keep a clean sheet, so I don't know. I have to wait and see. The early team news probably dictate transfer, I think. 
because I've got Ramirez there, Boyce there. I don't know where would I go, but I'm trying to think. I need just to probably need to see the other team use and then go from there. I think because yeah. I can't like I've got to triple up midfield, so it would mean a hit. I don't want to take a hit, so I'm have to just wait and see team use. I think if Furuhashi starts in jackpot, I don't need to worry about it. But again, it's I'll just need to kind of work on other team use. I like actually Ross Clark for Hibs, but then I was moving Hibs to Hibs and they're playing Hearts, so he's more for a wild card. I think I don't really see any point of that. So I'm a bit of quandary. I don't really want to roll it either because you roll it, then you potentially get a wild card anyway. So it's like a wasted transfer. Mm-hmm. And I just need to wait and see. <laughs> uh, I wasn't that's very sitting. I've got, I've got to say, <laughs> Splinter's Mars was sitting the fence there, like a young guy. But I really don't know. I mean, I couldn't even give a tee up to think of who who would transfer out wise. Gordon, I want to keep. The keepers are Gordon and Streak. Wild card. So it's one game week. You should keep it simple. So. Hmm. I'll just need to wait and see. Right, before we finish up, the Half Hour Fantasy Podcast Cup starts this week. Game week 33, so that's 62 teams I believe are taking part. So get your team ready, because it's only one game week at a time when you're out. Uh, all chips are available, so if you triple captain, Donny, or uh, bench boost, or whatever, they all count, so there you go. And I will tweet the fixtures game through the week, and before Saturdays, people know who they're playing, they can be about to banter each other if they want. And that's pretty up to me. So, get your bugs in. Donny, start with you. Uh, just Donny Rob 77 on Twitter. Tom? I'm at FFS underscore scout. Okay, I'm at Fantasy Half. You've been listening to the Half Hour Fantasy Podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. And we'll see you next week. Say goodbye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.